Warning. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is Viewers Anonymous. What's going on with you, Brody? Uh man, one of them days today, man. It's been a busy day. Uh it's been it's been one of those bittersweet days, you know what I'm saying? End of the chapter mm-hmm. today. But you yeah. know, but got new beginnings, you know. So uh I ain't mad at it, man. It was just uh just a closing of a chapter. But how about yourself, man? How you feeling? Man, I'm good, man. I got to work early today, so you know what I'm saying? Can't complain about that. Um, yeah, man, I'm chilling. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Man, listen. We were just talking mm-hmm. beforehand. Listen. Wednesday going to be a show, man. That's all That's all I'm going to say, man. <laughs> Wednesday gonna is going to be a show, show man. It's, it's going to be, be a show. show. I'm telling you, if y'all put my... Yeah, man, if y'all football fans, I'm telling y'all, y'all better check out the 4-3 on Wednesday. That's all I'm going to say, man. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, listen, OBJ, Aaron Rodgers, it's oh, just man. making it easier and easier for us. I'm telling you, man. Hey, con- man, content, man. I'm telling yeah, you. All day you, long. <laughs> he's, hey, me and Uncle Watch used to be like, I remember, man, we'd be like, I don't know. It'd be like the day of, like, because mm-hmm. we used to record – like the last year, it was like we used to record on Wednesdays, and then it'd be like Tuesday. I'm like, boy, I ain't got nothing on the docket. I don't know what we gonna talk about. And mm-hmm. then that content monster hit. But bam, got a show. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, man, that's what that's one of them things, man. So it's gonna be fun Wednesday, man. Hopefully, hopefully we had a, we had a round table. We had it this pre- this previous week, so. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we had a whole panel with us, man, because this this is gonna be a very fun episode. Cause, cause some shit, some shit is gonna hit, um gonna uh shine in the light, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, you ready to get into what we watching, man? Yes, sir. So, what you got, brother? Oh, I'm up first. So this is a show I've been wanting to start for a minute. And it, it gave me that uh Mayor of Easttown vibes. So I've been seeing, I've been seeing it and seeing it, seeing it. I was like, man, you know what? I took a little break from Sopranos and I jumped on a show. It's a showtime show. And I've been telling people for the last couple of years, people is slipping on Showtime. Don't get me wrong. HBO Max is great. Um, HBO always seem to drop a lot of really, really good shows. There's some shows on HBO that I want to start, but don't really have the time for it, but people is really slipping on Showtime, mm-hmm. and the show that I just started watching is American Rust, and it's basically the, a small town in PA Um the sheriff, he had left the town to go be uh, a cop in Pittsburgh. Some shit went down in Pittsburgh, so he left Pittsburgh, came back to the small town. 
there's a there's a murder that happens. There's someone who is taking blame for the murder who technically didn't do it, and like they just sitting in jail because they don't want the other person to get in trouble for it. Then you got like like I say, dude, it's so now. Don't get me wrong, like Mayor of East Town is 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 a phenomenal show. I just say it gives mm-hmm. me vibes because there's there's not a there's not a uh what's my girl name um damn what's her name star mayor east town what's her name God oh oh my goodness um, kate winslet damn yeah there, there ain't no kate winslet type of performance in it but at the same time it got all the ingredients of that mm-hmm. show you know what i'm saying it's not okay. as good at, as it but you know what I'm saying it, it started out as a murder mystery, but then around by episode five, they kind of show you who done it. Then there's a drug epidemic that's going through the town, which is it's it's kind of a good thing because they really getting this fentanyl thing talked mm-hmm. about. Because look, I mean, how many people have we lost, man? I mean, just, we talk about just entertainer people that we know. We mm-hmm. don't know what it's doing to people like us. But right. like you know, Matt Miller, Michael K. Williams, you know what I'm saying? Uh, who was the latest one? So somebody just passed from that shit like two, like two, three weeks ago. Um, um some was shit Kame- that was Fuquan. Um, damn, I forgot what his last name was, but it, I know his name is Fuquan. Yeah, like so this fitting fitting epidemic, like it's talked about in the show, because like mm-hmm. there's like they show um, so when this one ex cop got killed, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they show the whole autopsy. And so then when the dude gets done and put the body up, he goes to a whiteboard. And dude, there's like maybe 15 names on the whiteboard. And it's all overdoses from fentanyl. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on in this in this small little town, the PA, man. And um it's it's turned out to be it's turned out to be a really good show. It's not as good as East um Mayor of East Town, but mm-hmm. it got those vibes to it. So that's okay. what I started watching. Um American Rust on Showtime. Cool, man. Um, so I got two. Um my first one, you know what I'm saying, speaking of overdoses and fentanyl, is um Dope Sick, you know what I'm saying? Season one on Hulu, um, starring Michael Keaton and a bunch of other people, but it's basically just talking about how um you know what I'm saying this one man kind of kind of drove his pharmaceutical company um to basically be like the the kingpin of the you know what I'm saying of of um pharmaceuticals of the drug okay. game in a sense but um it's six episodes man it's on Hulu I just started the first one I only got halfway through it but so far man it's it's is a it's real, you know what I'm saying? I've heard like a bunch of people talk about it. I've heard a bunch of people, you know what I'm saying, mention it. So I finally sat down and checked it out. And goddamn, it's oh, it's shit. some it's some shit on here, bro. So yeah, dope sick is uh, my first one, and then in my second one, man. Shout out to Jay Z. Um, shout out to the Bullets and a whole bunch of other people. But um, they had uh released uh all black western called The Harder They Fall. And it's starring Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, um, Regina King, ZZ Beats, or Zazzy Beats. I forgot how you pronounce it. Um, but I'm trying to think who else is in it, man. Um, Dion Cole is in it. 
It's just it's a it's a bunch of oh Lakeith Stanfield is in it. Yeah, a, I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of other people in it. But when I tell you, uh, actually, I think dude from Snowfall is in it. Um, hold on, I'm about to look up the cast. But um, <clears throat> when I tell you, man, that they did a great job putting this movie together. Um, it's amazing. The story is great. The best thing that I liked about it actually was the fact that um, they actually used real personalities from um, black Western history. So, um, for instance, like Idris Elba plays Rufus Buck, who is a real, you know, what I'm saying like a real um, outlaw at the time. And he had his own gang, of course. Mary Fields, uh, Zazie Beach plays Mary Fields. Um they call her Stagecoach Mary. Regina King plays Trudy Smith. Um, Jonathan Majors plays Nat Love, who is, you know what I'm saying, a real person as well. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield played Cherokee Bill. And then Delroy Lindo, shout out to him. He played Baz Reeves, who's the most famous cowboy of them all. He actually, they actually, um, they actually came up with the Long Ranger off of the story of Bass Reeves. So, um, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's super dope, man, to be able to see um, you know what I'm saying, all these black faces on, in a movie depicting, you know what I'm saying, characters, but actually using the names of, you know what I'm saying, real, you know what I'm saying, people throughout history. So it was it was super dope. The story was great. The story was amazing. Um, but it is a western. They, you know what I'm saying, of course, it got a love story into it as well. It got the good guy, bad guy theme. Um I think you'll like it personally because it's it's like Tarantino esque, mm-hmm. so it's like it got that that extreme, you know what I'm saying, like that extremeness, you know what I'm saying, lane as far as like yeah. the violence goes. It's not like super extreme mm-hmm. like how Tarantino goes, but like far as like the gunshots and all that shit is, it got a little Tarantino in there. So when I seen it, that's the first thing mm-hmm. that I thought of. Like, damn, that's because I, I thought he had he was involved in it at first. And then I found out, you know what I'm saying, he didn't really have too much to do with it. But, yeah, man, it's it's super dope, bro. Um, but, yeah, you know what I'm saying, I, I thought it was super dope that Jay-Z was in this. He has something to do with this. Everybody know how I feel about Hov, man. But, yeah, um, my two is Dope Sick and uh, The Harder They Fall. Dope Sick is on Hulu. The Harder They Fall is on Netflix. Um, I was planning on jumping on both of those. I'm definitely yeah. going to watch that uh, Harder They Fall tonight when we get done. And I'm yeah. going to see if it will surpass my number one Western movie of all time. You know what I'm saying? What? Man, uh, Tombstone, what you mean? Oh, yeah. Tombstone got shit on this. Really? I'm <laughs> telling you, but Tombstone, but hey, people be slipping on it, Tombstone man. Tombstone is a Just good movie. And, and this is the funny thing, though, right? So as a kid, I never understood why my grandma was so into Westerns. Like, I never mm-hmm. understood why she was so into Westerns until I got older. And then she started breaking down the game of how Cowboys came along. So mm-hmm. once I understood what Cowboys really were and how they came along, that's when I was like, oh, that's why she's so because she from that. You know what I'm saying? Like she her parents kind of come from that so i was like oh okay cool so you know what i'm saying the older i got you know what i'm saying that's when i started learning about like bass reeves and all them you know what i'm saying like i remember hearing about cherokee bill and like all of these stories and everything like i remember the long ranger came on one day and my grandma turned it and i'm like grandma i thought you like western she was like i never watched that shit i'm like why not 
she was like, cuz you know who the real Lone Ranger is. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm like, I, <laughs> I've never seen this shit a day in my life. She was like, no, nah, it's Bass Reed. And that's when I was like, oh, okay. So you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man, it's some it's some dope shit that, that you know what I'm saying that we got in our history. So to find out that they actually came together to put this in, yeah, this is this is fire, bro. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. didn't didn't they name that movie that Mark Wahlberg did called didn't they call it The Lone Ranger? It wasn't a western, but it was a no. It, I don't think Mark Wahlberg was in it, but I no, know Johnny I mean, Depp like, was the was the uh, yep. the Native American dude because they came out with a Long Ranger movie. They they did, but Mark played one. Uh, it, it's like I said, it's not a western. Um, uh, I the, think it was it was a um, what the fuck was it? Well, yeah, see, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, where Johnny Depp played Tonto. Okay. Okay. That that movie must be called something different. Because Mark played something, but he was like the last... Uh, he was in the military. And like... Like his whole squad got killed. And he was like the only person left. And I thought they... No, oh, Lone Survivor. My bad. Oh, I was about to say, I ain't never heard of that. Is that I yeah. think I know you talk about the Lone Survivor, but not like yeah. man. When I tell you this shit was good, bro, like it's it's one of them movies that it's not corny. It's one of them movies to where like it ain't over the top. It's some it's some shit on there where you'll be like, oh yeah, they really did they thing with this. Plus, it's good to see Jonathan Majors getting some, you know, what I'm saying getting some more roles. I know he got a huge role coming up soon with uh, Marvel. So um. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be dope. But um yeah, man, it's just watching that movie, like you know what I'm saying? I, I it's it's some great shit in there. Lakeith Stanfield, bro. <laughs> that nigga, man. <laughs> Listen, bro. That nigga is the shit. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Lakeith Stanfield is that nigga, bro. He might be real super eclectic and weird and shit. I know people be kind of side eyeing that nigga, but yeah. when it comes to acting, that nigga is the truth. But it's this he got a scene in the movie, and I'm I'm about to spoil it. If y'all ain't see it, y'all better go watch it. But he got this scene in the movie. Well, I'm gonna try not to spoil it. And basically, they supposed to be robbing this train, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? These niggas is talking shit like one of the dudes get up and he like y'all not about to rob this train or whatever so the dude get up so he get this nigga like an ultimatum like listen you could and and he ain't he ain't yelling screaming he talking just as smooth as i'm talking he like listen we can make this as easy as you want to you can get out the way and let us rob this train or i could choose violence and i could hurt you so the nigga get to talking and the dude had a letter opener on his lap that was sitting down this nigga mm-hmm. grabbed the letter opener and sliced this nigga calves up, wiped the shit off and put it back on dude's shit. And old dude just fell down. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you, bro. Lakeith Stanfield did a great job in this movie. Regina King did a hell of a job in this movie. Jonathan Majors did a great job in this movie, man. Um, so did Idris Elba. Zazzy Beach did, too. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Um, The cast, the cast, the cast. Um, RJ Seiler. Is um I forgot what he played on. Hold on. Oh, 
Oh, he was the um he was the Blue Ranger in Power Rangers. In the in the newer Power Rangers. The newer one? Uh yeah. I seen it. I only watched it like once though. Yeah, he was the he was the 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 black blue ranger in in the new Power Rangers movie. <laughs> <The black laughs> ranger. Yeah. This just sounds funny. Yeah, bro, because remember when he came out, that threw everybody off. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Billy a black dude now? Instead of making That's him funny. the black ranger, which they should have kept, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. But nah, man, yeah. um RJ Siler, he did a great move. Uh, he did a great job too. He played Jim Beckworth, who was supposed to be the fastest gun in the West. So he did a good job doing that. So I mean, man, they they all did a hell of a job, but it was it was good to see, you know what I'm saying? Um an all black cast and a legit all black cast. Like not to the like the only time you seen white people in that movie was in the beginning, and after that it was a rap. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. That's what's up, man. I'm definitely gonna jump on that tonight though. Yeah. So man, um this episode, man, we're doing a documentary. Um, this documentary is on Netflix. You guys can check this out and you can uh, let us know how you all feel about it. Um, it's called Why Did You Kill Me? This is a story of a murder and the victim's family uses social media to basically track down and investigate the murder on their own. Um, of course, the police had, you know what I'm saying, some involvement as well, but they basically kind of solved this all, all of this shit on their own just by, you know what I'm saying, being on social media and um, hitting the DMs. This is the crazy part about it all. These, <laughs> these niggas the in, in the killer's DMs. Dude, listen to me. Well, it, it, it was, uh, you know, the murder of... Uh, Crystal uh Theobald. Yep. Uh she was I think she was 20 24 at the time. I think so. Um and basically it ended up being just it, it was gang members uh basically gunning for each other, but it was set up. No, no, that was no that was that was after. I'm going too fast. But like basically, man, these, no, yeah, these gang you was, no, you was on the right path because this all this shit was an accident. Yeah, it was an accident, and like yeah. that was just basically wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, like that was literally wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, um, they would just end up getting caught in the middle of something where people thought that they had something to do with it, and you know, she she took the bullet. This this I know this is going to be an odd place to start. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this shit since I got done watching it, and I want to talk about how trash Rick Wheeler is. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Rick Wheeler is is the uh the detective yeah. that's on the case, right? Yeah. This is where this this didn't help this, this didn't help Rick at all. Okay, and I don't think Rick. I mean, I know cops are supposed to be smart, but like Rick, this don't help you at all. Rick starts out the very first thing he says is you know how they they do this uh Grim Reaper thing that they you know whoever got the you know, the next murder mm-hmm. that put the uh the Grim Reaper at your desk, and then when the next murder come in, you up. Mm-hmm. So Rick is like, all right, so this wasn't my first case. This was my second case. And what does Rick say? The first case is still open because we haven't found the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so then they give him another case. 
in the damn family solved the case and Rick taking the credit for it. Pretty much. Rick is trash, man. That's pretty much what this documentary is. No bullshit. (laughs) Rick is trash. Documentary is basically Rick helping to narrate how this family did his goddamn job. (laughs) I'm glad you said something because I'm sitting here the whole time watching this shit like, wait a minute. These motherfuckers is doing all the work. All the work. Then they barely even going back and telling Rick anything. So all this nigga Rick is doing is getting the suspects and interrogating them. And the little bit of information he get from them is basically what he going off of. Meanwhile, they back at the house on MySpace getting all the information. I'm talking about, listen, this is a story of setups, revenge, drugs, gangs, all kind of shit is going on in this little goddamn city, man. It's all types of shit going on. And and like the deeper and deeper it goes in, the deeper and deeper you say, like, oh shit. Like, because like you think, what makes this murder special to where, you know what I'm saying? It, they make a whole documentary about it. Mm-hmm. So then the, the further and further you get into it, you like, oh, okay, this ain't no normal shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I see why they made this a documentary because the further and further you get on, you find out, like, so the mother. Which is uh, which is Brenda, right? Belinda. So Belinda, Belinda. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Belinda, we we didn't understand at at the very beginning. You don't understand why she had this disbelief in police. Hold you know, on, we, wait a minute. Know. Who didn't understand? I knew when I, I mean, first seen no, the I mean, screen what was going on. Well, you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do we want to do as that? Soon as I, no, it wasn't even the face <laughs> thing. It was just her talking, her mannerisms. I said, oh, she on that shit. Well, yeah, yeah. Or she, she was she on, on that shit. Well, she was on it, and and you know what I'm saying? It, it affected her in a bad way. But we Big found time, out. She got fiend yeah. tendencies. I'm telling you, man, it, it's terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't even wanted to do this documentary. Her no. or her son, Justin. No. Neither one of them should have did this shit. All, but, three um, of the, all three of them got fiend tendencies. Yeah. But, like, what I mean by that was the fact of when when Crystal was first shot, you know what I'm saying? They they drove uh, her brother. What was her brother's name? So her brother, Justin. Uh, Justin. They, you know, they drove it to, like, this convenience store. It's, it's, mm-hmm. camera, it's a camera pointing right towards the car. So... But so when the police get there, they're like right off the rip. They ain't fucking with the police. And you're like, okay, why do you people ain't fucking with the police? Even if you're a user, it's like, like whatever. Like, I don't see why you really don't want the police involvement. Then mm-hmm. we find out all three of her sons, all the motherfuckers have been in and out of jail, locked up, drug charges, mm-hmm. all types of shit. This bitch and I got locked up for some drug charges, all types of shit. So it's like, oh, okay. Now we see why they don't fuck with the police. Mm-hmm. It's because the police been locking their ass up for years, and right. then, the, and then they also at the same time it's like, yo, we want our own justice on our daughter mm-hmm. getting fucked up. Now, one thing that did piss me off about this, and this is just let you know how, how more fucked up and trash Rick Wheeler is. This yeah. family basically go out on their own. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we'll get deeper into it, but her 14-year-old niece, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, niece. Jamie. Jamie sets up a MySpace page and starts adding all these dudes from this 5150 game, and we're not talking about 5150 podcast. 
Um, we talking about yeah, we talking about the Latino gang, wherever these motherfuckers are from. I ain't it said Riverside. Wasn't it Riverside? Riverside, California. Yeah, Riverside, California. So, so then she goes for adding all these guys and basically creates this fake page of this uh, Latino girl at first, mm-hmm. and but that wasn't really able to get anything deep with that. So then they start one using Crystal's picture and named her Angel. Now I'm, I'm gonna get back to my point, but like they go and do this stuff. And they don't tell Rick immediately, but then they end up telling him. And but they also telling him, like, basically, we want our own type justice and Rick don't Mm. do nothing. No, let me tell you about Rick. Rick ain't shit. (laughs) Rick had one of the suspects. I think it was jokes. Jokes. When he had jokes made a deal with this nigga. But the deal ain't it ain't even no concrete deal. This nigga said, Well, I told him that if he gave me any information, I'd let him go. And he did. So I had to. No, the fuck you didn't. You the police, man. <laughs> you didn't have to do a goddamn thing. You could have locked that nigga up right there on the spot. The fuck are you talking about? What <laughs> you never this is what kills me about it is the fact that he was like, oh, I made him a promise. What about the promises that the damn New York PD said they got them to the uh, Central Part 5? They told them lies to get them to say shit, then they said shit. What, and about, them the, up. what about the promise you made to the family to find this lady's killer? Yeah. What <laughs> like, is this nigga talking about, man? I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm like, yo. But I'm also ticked off at the point of let's, let's be honest here. You know what I'm saying? We real on this podcast, and we ain't mm-hmm. trying to make it this, but come on, man. If this was a black or Latino family, like, yo, we're going to seek our own justice, man, we'd be locked up so damn quick, man. man. not even that. A black or Latino family addicted to drugs talking about that <laughs> shit. Then, this is the shit that tripped me out. These niggas call her, yeah, so your sons ain't uh, thinking about getting their own justice, are they? Like, yeah. she going to say, yeah. Yeah, like I'm going to say, yeah. What are you talking she, she was on the phone, she was like, no, they should be good. He was like, okay, just making sure we want anything, we wouldn't want anything to get out of hand. Bruh, you know that these niggas gonna be <laughs> in and out of jail. You know they about that shit. You know that the 5150 is also about that shit. What are you talking about? Yo, I'm watching this and I'm like, man, this shit is nuts. Like watching it for the second time around, it's like, yo, and I didn't realize this the first time around when I watched it. That how mm-hmm. bad of a cop Rick was. It's like, dude, you yeah, are Rick a terrible. You are a terrible detective, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't even see how you still got a job, my guy. But so then, look, look, look we got to get into Jamie, yo. Like, my oldest son just turned fourteen. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine my oldest son creating the well, I, you know, MySpace, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, but creating the damn MySpace page. Going on here and faking being two different people and actually trying to solve a fucking solve a fucking murder, murder case, case of her cousin. <laughs> First 14. off, the fact the fact that she was solving a murder case on MySpace with two separate profiles that's that's who they need to be hiring. She should have a job at the Riverside PD. Exactly, she needs to take Rick's job. 
<laughs> like oh, she needs goodness. to be the detective because she did she did all the work and then this girl's talking about she's up at one to two a.m. fucking talking to these damn gang members. Like where are like your parents? Got, yeah, like she well apparently they're not around. And then wait a minute, this is the person that I have a question of this Christy lady, Belinda's friend. Oh Christy, yeah. Christy looked like the real life version of Mike Myers. <laughs> the, the the mask with the eyebrows, that's what Christy looked like. <laughs> and and yes, if y'all asking, yes, Christy was Christy was also on, on them drugs. Yeah, she was on that shit too. So this is basically this is basically <laughs> a family of addicts trying to seek justice for the one person in their family who wasn't who wasn't that because they she was accidentally killed um by a Hispanic gang. Yeah. All all because of a bad tip that somebody gave off in the game. The 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 wild part for me is listening to the gang members. Mm-hmm. These are the worst gang members. <laughs> <laughs> I don't these niggas is trash gangs. Did they trash gang members? First off, um, what's dude's name? It ain't is it William? It ain't William. Um, Manuel or Manuel, whatever that nigga name is. Manuel yeah. Loomis, Lemus, Lemus, whatever, Lemus, whatever well, his nigga name is. He is the biggest snitch there well, ever was. I don't know. His big brother. No, 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 no. See, William was the big brother. Manuel was yeah, the little brother. That's that's Rascal. Yeah, Rascal. He was he yeah, was a snitch first. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Remember, Manuel Manuel is on the documentary. He's the biggest snitch. They don't even know. They don't even know where Rascal is. What? Well, but this is the thing about Rascal that they show him. Mm-hmm. So. Ras- little Rascal was in the other room and they mm-hmm. was telling, you know what I'm saying, Tripper, which is Manuel, they telling him like, yo, your brother just told us everything. Mm-hmm. And remember, he was in the room pissed off because he didn't say nothing. And then they brought his brother into the interrogation room with him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he was like, yo, I wanted to jump over the table and, you know what I'm saying, basically kill him myself because he was in there holding it down, but his brother told everything. Because remember, Tripper didn't say nothing at first. No, when not at first, yeah, not at but first. when he came, yeah, but yeah. they had attacked his uh, who did they kill? Oh, they, they, no, they didn't kill nobody, remember? They no, sent they blew everybody. up his mama's house. No, nah, they they sent everybody over there, they didn't do nothing, they ain't messed the house up, they just sent everybody over there because remember, he called the police, uh, William called the police. Damn, are you sure? Yeah, because so because remember, there is two things that happened when they got out the precinct. They got Manuel and they had him at the park and they was asking him, how did you and your brother get out so fast? Yep. And then they said, well, your brother was in there longer than you and y'all got out at the same time. So they thought that they both had snitched. So then Uh that's when they said, we got to kill your brother. And they asked him, what would happen if we kill your brother? And he said, well, it'd be the same thing as if I killed your brother. Then the second thing, they start sending everybody to the house and would the old the dad not rascal but dad had called the police and he was like it's some kids outside they dressed in all black 
and they they surrounding the house. And he said, we getting out of there. But remember when he left, I mean, they had uh, let them leave because they didn't want no beef with the parents. They just wanted the sons. But they weren't there. So they was able to get out of there because when he was on the phone with the police, the police was like, are you going to stay there? He was like, no, I'm not going to stay there. I don't got nothing to do with this. So then they left out. And then that's when um, they called Manuel and them and told him what happened. And then that's when he was like, all right, I'm going to the police. I'm about to tell them everything now because now I'm threatening my parents. So that's when they just that's when they decided to testify. If it wasn't for him, it would have just been whatever William had said. True, true. Yeah, because he was the one who was actually in the courtroom. So mm -hmm. yeah, I see what you're saying, but it's and like he was on the documentary. Yeah, and he was on the documentary. I'm just saying trash like trash facial hair, by the way. Oh man, it was like <laughs> it was like it was way too long or some shit. Like it was like and it was spotty. It was just weird. It was too thin. And, uh, it looked fake. Yeah, man. And then he, he talking about he, how he, he looked like he was in witness protection the whole time <laughs> during this interview, by the way. <laughs> he looked like he was in witness protection like a mug, bro. Oh man, this shit is crazy, man. This shit is crazy. Okay, okay, let's let's pause for a second. Let's pause for a second. We we yeah. haven't had a chance to uh speak about the, the victim in this. So mm -hmm. Crystal was the, the youngest of four. Um, and mm -hmm. she had three big brothers, so you know what I'm saying. I feel bad for the dude that was trying to smash that back in the day. So nice. then she ended up. Her mom said that she was just a lucky girl. Went played the slots with a twenty, and won thirty five hundred dollars, my guy, mm -hmm. and started a business. Mm -hmm. So this right here tells you right now she is totally different from everybody in her damn family. Completely, because she turned thirty five hundred dollars into a business. Her family mm -hmm. members would have turned thirty five hundred dollars to a drug dealer, and he had a come up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they'd had a they'd have turned thirty five hundred into a party. I'm telling you. So she already had a different mind frame from everybody else in her family, and that's just crazy to think. Now, 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 you got me thinking like, shit, maybe I need to hit these slots again. But if she turned twenty into thirty five hundred. I don't man. know, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, but like, you know, it seemed like, and then you know, she married, she started a business with with her husband. Um, her and her husband, that whole situation didn't work out, so that's mm -hmm. why she ended up being back at, you know, what I'm saying her mom's house in the first place was because her her first marriage didn't work. Mm -hmm. And and I gotta say, man, I hate to say it, but it seems like if she would have stayed married, this shit never would have happened. Thanks. I just think her family was just. Her family really was like a sinkhole, dude. Like there are some people, mm -hmm. even even if they your family, I'm big on this. Like people be like, you know, me and my dad would be talking, and he'll I say something. He's like, man, that's your cousin, that's family. I don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if they if they ain't, you know what I'm saying, making my life in a you know go in a positive direction, mm -hmm. I don't give a damn. We blood or not, I'm not fucking with you. That's just right. me. And I just felt like her family was a sinkhole, mm -hmm. and her going back to them is unfortunate, but I think that none of this shit would ever happen. She would have never been near these people because you could tell that all I mean, you can just look at her. Well, well, the one thing was um the youngest brother Nick, he wasn't like that at first. Yeah. Until after she died. After she died, that's when he started, you know what I'm saying, getting on that same path. Because remember after he died, I mean after she died, he joined the opposite, he joined the rival gang of fifty one fifty. I think yeah. it was like MD or whatever they called them or whatever they whatever they called them. 
that's the gang that he joined, which was odd to me because I think they was a Latino gang too. I don't know what because the thing is, Belinda got married to somebody else. Um, Ben I Mariotti. I don't know what. I don't know if they first dad was Latino. No. I mean, you don't think so? No. You don't think not a chance? Okay, no. okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because it could have been. Nah, ain't nothing about these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> or any anything to do with nah. Okay, okay. They they, they white. <laughs> you hear me? Yeah, man. But it's 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 unfortunate, man, because like anytime you got that that one person that I mean like dude, like her family, especially her young younger brother, like she you know she could have took them on a different direction by saying like, yo, mm-hmm. there's a different way. I just think that it says something for somebody because remember she died at 24. Mm-hmm. For somebody to to hit a slot for $20, for $3,500 and start a business, mm-hmm. like that just tells you right there, she could have changed the whole mind frame of this family because sometimes well, all it takes is one. Yeah, well, before she died, remember like that's what Jamie was saying. Jamie was like, that's the one that she always liked to hang around. Same thing with Nick. Remember her and Nick was always around each other too. But they mm-hmm. were saying like, you know what I'm saying, they always stayed around her because, you know what I'm saying, she basically had everything together. And then Jamie was just saying that, you know what I'm saying, she looked up to Crystal, you know what I'm saying, she wanted to be like Crystal. So, you know what I'm saying, in a sense, that was kind of like her best friend in a way. And so, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like after she died, then you kind of seen how everything started falling apart. And then like for the mom to even tell us like, yeah, on the day she died, yeah, I was I was high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And all Jamie was at, I mean, all Jamie, all Crystal was asking was for her, you know what I'm saying, to, to basically sober up. Um, the mom, though, mm-hmm. yo, she's a, she is a firecracker, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Man, expect that, but okay. Yeah, she is <laughs> something else. This lady, so, okay, real quick, let's let's get into this. So Jamie is basically the one behind the social media accounts, the two MySpace accounts, right? Mm-hmm. So they find out that the Angel account is the one that is basically getting the most traction. So basically, this is the account that they just start using. They start getting into it. Somehow, Belinda gets the... um the login oh i know so it's not so it's not somehow jamie basically broke down to the fact where she just couldn't do it anymore so yeah that's when she basically handed it down to belinda because like she i mean you why would you even put this type of stress on a 14 year old Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't imagine putting my kids through some shit like that i mean i remember like going through my divorce and shit like it was like things that i didn't tell them about that you know what I'm saying? And it's just like to to have a 14-year-old one and two o'clock in the morning on MySpace talking to these dudes, basically pretending to be another person. And like, and she was kind of looking at it at first, like, well, it was, you know, kind of nice to, you know, to try to play different people to have somebody else fall in love with you. So like 
she was pretending pretending to be somebody else and having these dudes because like the the first profile that she created, you know, that that first Latino girl was just more of a party girl and they couldn't really get a lot from it. But she got to this jokes dude to basically like fall in love with her and like I think it just got too much and to think about the and they didn't show us all the stuff that this girl was talking about. I wonder, I mean, I, I think that they made this this thing a little PG-13. Yeah. I just wonder what sexual things was Jamie saying to this dude? You know what I'm saying? At 14. Oh, yeah, that's, they didn't show it to us. Yeah, but that, yeah. But but the, the, the crazy part was the fact that when she when Belinda got a hold of this. She basically almost blew the whole thing. Yeah. She basically she, she started was wilding on there. Yeah, like she basically turned the the MySpace character into like this like rah-rah chick. Yeah. <laughs> so she started talking about how other gangs was talking trash about them, how they weren't gonna do nothing, they ain't shit, blah blah blah. And then out of nowhere. She was like, yeah, meet me at such and such and such. And they was like, oh, yep. you, you know what I'm saying? You oh, trying whoa, to get whoa, whoa. smoked. But Hold no, no, no. Go ahead. You forgot something. You forgot what? something. When, while she was doing that, she was like, yo, meet me. I drive a white. Oh, no, no, no. I, I ain't got to that part oh, yet. Oh, okay, okay, no, no, okay. Yeah, that, that part got to so be, bitch. Okay. She was saying, meet me at such and such and such. And they was like, oh, you trying to get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So then what she did was, remember, because she didn't tell them, she basically found a way to get into their group and then say that it was a party there. And that's where everybody was going to be. So basically it was like some, some, um, it was like a, a, a meal or some shit like that. Like a, a, a old wind farmer. I mean, a wind, um, what's that shit called? A wind, um, I know what you're talking about. I, I I don't know the right term for it. Yeah, I can't even think of it. But basically, um, it was basically like a uh I'm calling it a wind farm, but it's when the little propeller things be, you know what I'm saying, out there for like the power or whatever. Um, so it was basically what she started doing was she started Googling like how far are the police stations from this place, how far can a gunshot be heard. Um, she was looking at like all the businesses around there. Like she was basically just trying to find out if she can go there, set them up, kill them and get away scot-free basically. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> she basically gets into a group, posts a blog in a party and says, you know what I'm saying? Like, basically we're going to have a party out here. Y'all should come out here, blah, blah, blah. And she was basically setting them up to get the drop on them. Well, her friend, I think her name was Christy. Yeah, Christy was like, yo, you getting a little bit too deep in deep with this. You should stop. Now, before she even did this, um, before she even put the um, blog stuff up there, the detective was saying, hey, you know, you can't be doing that on there, talking to them like that. You're going to blow our cover. I don't know why he said our cover, because he wasn't doing shit, but Basically, you know what I'm saying? He was saying, you're going to mess up the whole investigation because you're going to give y'all, you know what I'm saying? You're going to give away what we got going on. So that didn't work. 
went ahead, posted the blog party. So Christy talked her out of it because basically she, they was all going to drive up there and they was basically just going to shoot whoever showed up. So she this was already out of control. Yeah. But you still didn't mention the one part that I thought you was going to mention. The other part that I was going to mention was the fact that she had put on there, like, basically, like, yo, pull up. I drive a white uh, Ford Expedition, right? So for the people that don't know that haven't seen this, when Christy, well, when Crystal got killed, everybody mentioned that there was a white Escalade. I keep saying Escalade, a white Expedition Yeah, that was the prime, you know what I'm saying, prime suspect car or whatever. So Belinda's like, yo, you know, basically pull up on me. I'm in this uh white expedition, and she's telling the other people. No, it was, no, it was I, a uh, white Ford Explorer. Ford Explorer. Ford Explorer. Mm-hmm. So, so, but the thing is, Rick, sorry ass, calls her because he's like, yo, we're starting to get a whole bunch of white explorers mm-hmm. bl- shot up, blown up, all mm-hmm. types of shit. Why is this bitch ain't locked up? No, no. Did you see what she said, though? She says, oh, yeah, I knew I was doing something. I knew I was getting somewhere because they yeah. were taking some action. So, exactly. hell no, I wasn't going to stop. What? And I'm like, and, this, and she's not in jail. There's, what do they call that crime, man? Damn it. It's not tampering with evidence. It's something, man. But it, it's tempering with an a, investigation. Yeah, like, Bitch, not even that. You putting, you putting people's lives at risk, bro. Who knows how many people was hurt in the midst of all that? Yeah. Like yeah, somebody just, driving down the street in that car could have got shot at. Well, that's what was happening. Yeah. Basically, you was a suspect just driving around in a mm-hmm. white, basically SUV yeah. to gang members. Because they're like, oh, that's that motherfucker that was talking shit. Mm-hmm. And they just start lighting it up. That I thought that, that was another thing that just showed that showed me Rick was terrible. There's yeah. no way this dude was supposed to be a fucking uh, detective yeah. because that bitch supposed to have been brought up on charges because man, she all types of charges she was supposed to be on, but they let that shit slide. I thought you was gonna bring that up, but like everything you said is true and, and it's mm-hmm. a good point. But at the same time, because she did do that, but like she put innocent lives yeah at risk. By trying to start this whole beef between these different um gangs and uh and Riverside, man, that mm-hmm. shit was nuts. Well, another thing that um another thing that kind of was crazy, <clears throat> excuse me, was crazy too, was the fact that she went through all that, and her sons was actually about to get out there and start, you know, what I'm saying, going toe to toe with them, but she made them promise not to. Now. Mm-hmm. My thing was, how do you go through all that that you went through and you had your sons out there that, that was willing to, you know what I'm saying, go do something about it? And I get it, but you wasn't capable of doing nothing to them folks. Yeah. You was barely walking around moving. And it's like, who do you think you are, lady? Like, I exactly. understand. I understand that, you know. People have this whole thing to say, you know, a mother's love and all this type of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yo, we talking about, man, look, you ain't peppermint. At you all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, At all. You ain't Ava. 
You ain't <laughs> you ain't uh <laughs> you ain't none you of ain't them. Kate. Like nope. you ain't none of these motherfuckers, man. Sit y'all ass down. These damn messages gonna fuck you up. So right. then, like uh we're gonna get back to uh to manual. So he snitches, right? Mm-hmm. He tells everything. Man, there's seven people in the car counting me. I was in the back mm-hmm. with my brother. You know what I'm saying? He told the whole rundown of, you know what I'm saying? When they parked the car, they got out. Um, Julio jumps out. And he's standing on the curb. Little little Huera. Yeah, and, and the whole thing with him was, and like we said, wrong place, wrong time. When they Saturn pulled up, well, Honda, mm-hmm. when, they, when they Honda pulled up, you know what I'm saying, with Crystal in it, they thought that they was with the other people that they would just chase it. And so this dumb motherfucker just starts shooting at the Honda. It had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And so uh Crystal gets struck in the back of the head, you know, he jumped back on the car and everybody peel off. Yeah. So the one thing I, I understand it, you know, they want to humanize it. You know, they talk to uh talk to his sister. Sister and fine. you know, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's just a man, man. Hey, but hey, you know what I'm saying we're gonna leave it there. Yeah. So, she so, got <laughs> <laughs> so they talking to her, like humanizing him, and like talking about, you know, yeah, like how rough it was for them, and, and they showing a picture when he was actually going to school and shit. Mm-hmm. And but I will say this though, I will say this. I get what you're saying, but the one thing that's fucked up about games, and you know, we saw this in South Central. Mm-hmm. He had little young soldiers out there still, still in radios when they was like, but, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. Shit, he was young when they first started. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then not only was he young, when you got these older dudes like, hey, hit this. Now nah, I'm mm-hmm. good. Hey, well, you can't join then if you ain't going to hit it. So then mm-hmm. now they smoking. Drink this. Now nah, I'm good on drink. You can't get in if you don't drink. Mm-hmm. So now you got these young kids that are influenced by these gang members that are you got them smoking and drinking at a young age. Their mind is still being developed at this time. Mm-hmm. And then you start adding these type of drugs that these people are doing. And she talked about, yo, my brother completely turned into a totally different person. And I think that when that's why it's so dangerous for very young kids to be starting these drugs. I'm not making excuses. Well, I'm not the excuse person. It's, but it's, it's more than just the drugs, though, because you got to remember, like, at the time, remember, he was, like, basically the, the father figure in the household, too. You know what I'm saying? When his, when his brother or when his cousin Mario started talking, when his sister, I, I think her name was, like, Amelia or something like that, when they was talking about him, because remember, Mario used to be in, the, in 5152, yeah. and mm-hmm. When they was, you know what I'm saying, talking about him, they was just like, yo, you know what I'm saying, we was the one, I mean, he was the one that we all looked up to, you know what I'm saying, we all wanted to dress like him, you know what I'm saying, wanted to be around him. When they got to high school, they was talking about, yo, that's our cousin, and you know what I'm saying, like, so <clears throat> so basically, he was the one taking care of everything, and it makes sense as to why it was so easy for, you know what I'm saying, him to get all of them around him, because if they already looking up to him like a big brother or a dad, and you know what I'm saying? And all he got to do at this point is just be like, hey, go do this for me. You know what I'm saying? Of course they're going to do it because he basically was the one raising them and taking care of them. So, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, 
not only that, he had to deal with basically helping his, you know, saying helping his mom or helping their mom go through everything that they was going through. You know what I'm saying? He was also taking care of his family, you know what I'm saying? That lived across the street for them. And then not only that, you be, like you said, being around those older guys, you know what I'm saying? When they, when Mario was talking about when he had got into it with the one older guy and the older guy stabbed him. Mm-hmm. He said that the knife basically went in through the front and came out the back. Like, so he already going through these, you know what I'm saying? Through these rituals of, you know what I'm saying? Of a gang already. So when he gets a little bit older and then, you know what I'm saying, it's his time to sound like, yeah, he's going to be, you know what I'm saying, a cold-hearted killer at this point because he's been basically groomed to be that. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I get it. I get it. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, and, and I'm not the excuse person, but, like, the more and more you learn about, like, brain development and mental health and all this type stuff mm-hmm. and, like, to think of and then to have kids close to that age it's like yeah. yo like i mean like to this day like my son will say something i'm like really man you know what i mean <laughs> like they, like their brains are still developing yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah, it's, yeah. it's not fully there man and when you start adding drugs and alcohol to that shit that young and the influences that he had around him i could see how he could jump out of a damn ford uh, explorer and just shoot out a damn car and and it's nothing to him because they mm-hmm. interviewed him like you said they interviewed him and uh, Wheeler punk ass like yo, well, I promised him if he gave me this information, I let him go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He let him go. So, but the thing is, he ended up um getting caught. And so, well, no, that's no, no, no. He he got caught later. Um, so basically, they had I thought did, jokes got caught later. Who who got caught? No, no, no. Um, both of them got caught later. Cause remember they did the they did the like they said they they hit like thirty houses at the same time on the on the gang raid. Yeah, they basically locked up most of the members of the fifty one fifty, and then um, uh, Julio was in Mexico, so they had to get they had to contact the authorities in Mexico to get him sent back, and then he was on trial, and so at first they was talking about the death penalty, yep. but. That's when um, Nick, who was the younger brother, was basically saying, like, Mom, you know, I hate him, too, but we can't let them go through the death penalty. We got to let him, you know what I'm saying? Basically, I looked at it like Nick was just saying, like, if he get the death penalty, that's going to be the easy way out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He got to sit. He, he need to sit with his decision. And um, so eventually they said that they, you know, so they told their lawyers that they want the death penalty off the table. That's when the judge took it off the table. And then um, that's when uh, they went ahead and went on with the trial. And then I think some time later, that's when they had found um, jokes. Yeah. She was still searching for him and everything else. They ended up finding jokes. And then I think um, he got 24 years later. Yeah. No, 22. Well, 20 something years later. It's like 20 years later. Mm-hmm. They finally found that dude. He was in Mexico. Now this is the crazy the whole part. Family. Yeah, this is the crazy part. When when they had finally found the killer, Lil Huerta or um Julio, right? Mm-hmm. Bruh, five years passed. Yeah. But then five years, bruh. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like one of them was five years and the other one was twenty years. Yeah, like and, for and then dude, the crazy oh go, go ahead, ahead, my bad. 
I was just gonna say if for the dude that was twenty years later, yeah, that's how they found him. She got a tip on Facebook. Yep, on Facebook. That's all I was about to say. For this dude to be a damn detective, <laughs> I'm t- Rick, <laughs> bruh, like, like you said, this wasn't a good look for you, my guy. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> you mean to I tell me? Thought. It took an overall. Thought. It took an overall of twenty years to get all of the people that you had, and then the one dude that it took you twenty years to get, you already had this nigga. Had him, and gave him away because he gave you information. Oh my god! Like, dude, man, I'm, I'm not. I'm not showing my face, man. You know, you know how when you be watching those documentaries mm-hmm. and they be like such and such declined to be interviewed. That would have been me. Yeah, no, I was rigged. But this is, and I, and that's the crazy part too, because, um, man, Manuel, I mean, Manuel, or Manuel, whatever the dude name was, he said that he was like, yo, he was like, I don't know how many of them dudes is out there. He was like, I watch. He said, I gotta watch my back to this day because I don't know, you know, what I'm saying, who who's still out there is fifty one fifty. So yeah. the fact that you know that they probably still out here looking for you, nigga, you get on Netflix. <laughs> one of the most popular streaming TV services that there are. And that's why I said, that's why I said, bro, that goatee that he had in them glass, this nigga looked like he was in protective custody. So I don't know if if honestly it was real or not. Or maybe they put that on his face to make him look different. I don't know. I'm just saying it didn't make no sense to me if you think that they still out here looking for you to for you to be on Netflix. As if they don't know what you look like without them goofy ass glasses on. But what did they, but how did they find him? That's my point. That's, Dude, that's my point. So if, if Netflix can find you, 50 on your ass. That's all I'm saying, bro. Yo, man, this, this documentary, man, it was crazy. And then, like, the way, the way that Belinda set it up, you know what I'm saying, for, for it to get the title, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, she just finally said, you know, basically, she wrote the dude, and then she was like, you know, do you love me? And then he was like, you, hi, you know I do. And then she was like, well, say it then. And so then he says, I love you. And then she says, then. And then she's like, why did you kill me? And then she goes on a whole, you know what I'm saying? She goes on one of those spells of like, you know what I'm saying? When a, when, when a girl pissed you off, and then like she just keep texting, and like, you don't respond, but she just keep texting. Linda mm-hmm. turned into one of those. Like she, just, she just kept messaging and messaging and messaging. Had to blow all the cover. Blow all the cover, and my man just went ghost, but just went ghost, man. So I mean, it's it's a real it's a real crazy documentary, man. But at the end of the day, it's like I cannot, I cannot let it go, yo. Like Rick was a terrible detective. And it wasn't it wasn't just this case. Like for him to even come out and say, like, yeah, it's it's the truth. But I'm not gonna sit here and admit to the world that my very first case as a detective, I didn't solve that shit. And now I'm on here talking about this other case that I basically did not solve either. But this family he didn't solve it. Yeah, that this 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 meth family solved my case for me. Facts. There you go. (laughs) Come on. Yo, Matt, listen. When you when you are sitting at home on meth, bro, these are the type of things you do. You start <laughs> doing research. You start cleaning. 
You know what I'm saying? You start doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing for real, or you you don't need to do for real. But yeah, for sure. Like I'm, it's not surprising that they had that much time to do that being on meth. Yo, man, this this shit is wild, man. You know, <laughs> but hey, <laughs> I can't even shout. I was about to say shout out to the Riverside uh, Detective Department, but nah, but y'all don't even, even deserve that, a shout out. But you can't even do that, bro. You ready for fire flames, bro? Let's do it, man. All right. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. Whew. Um. I'll let you go first, man, because I, I don't... Uh-uh. Um... Damn. You know how I am, man. I'm I'm thinking about all the great documentaries that I've seen through mm-hmm. these years and where this adds up. Um, it was, it was informative, and it also was, you know, a little odd, it's, and it's also a little disappointing, some things that disappointed me. Um, damn, yo. I mean, you know, average. I'm gonna give it a three. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't great, wasn't bad. You know what I'm saying? It was somewhere in the middle. It's just very disappointing to see that this meth family was able to get away with a lot of shit that they got away <laughs> with. <laughs> like that shit is disappointing, man. And and for Rick to be. I mean, look, I'm all for a detective looking terrible unless it got something to do with, you know what I'm saying, somebody in my family being murdered. Yeah. But but yeah, man. I'm I mean it but it I mean it it was average, you know, I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah, man, I'm gonna give it a uh three point five. Um the story was was very interesting. It it kept my attention. Um Especially with the uh, meth family using MySpace to <laughs> <laughs> using MySpace to break the case. Um, to me, this was, this was kind of like, a, um, this was, this was kind of like a, um, it was kind of like a, 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 a alley-oop off of, um, don't fuck with cats to me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like just the fact that, you know what I'm saying? They was doing all that on the internet or whatever. So I think that's the kind of the lane they tried to go down with this one. And um yeah, I mean it was it was definitely interesting. Um it shocked me that you know what I'm saying this 5150 gang was this is probably the most unorganized gang in all of gang history. They're arguing with a girl named Angel, my guy. On MySpace. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but not only that, they got snitches everywhere. One nigga is killing everybody, like it's I don't know, man. It just it didn't seem they didn't seem too gang oriented. They didn't seem too structured as a gang. So I I, I don't know. They just they were unbe- they weren't too believable. I mean, to me, it just sounded like a bunch of niggas that was together and they just did gang type <laughs> things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they was so they was like so they didn't idiot. have no specific colors. They didn't really no. uh they didn't really have like a flag. They didn't like they didn't really have like no hand signals that you know what I'm saying, no no signs or nothing that they threw up. Like the even the little word, I mean the Julio dude, this nigga was one minute you seen him throwing up a peace sign, then you seen him throwing up all fours, then he did like an L shape with his fingers, like he was just making shit up as he was going along. I because I know he was the head of the gang, but it just was like, yeah, it, it didn't seem like he really knew what he was doing. Um was- but outside of that. 
Yeah, three and a half, man. It was just it was for me it was the terrible gang activity. It was, man. They was they was I mean now don't get me wrong, they was popping that shit for real, but I was about to call them they was like the first social media gangsters, man, because it was just like yeah. For y'all to be on here arguing with a girl, you know what I'm saying? They angel, <laughs> and y'all getting rowdy talking about y'all gonna come oh. do this. <laughs> Another thing too, one of the videos, um, one of the videos that they showed when they was burning the um, when they was burning the explorers up, uh-huh. <laughs> when they showed the YouTube page. <laughs> they hashtag jokes on there. Who hashtags themselves? No activity on the internet. What the fuck is going on? What is that? I'm sure he didn't oh put that God. on there in real life, bro. I don't know, man. It was just it was a lot of it was a lot of questionable things in this. Specifically for me, the gang activity. It just to me, they weren't a, a real believable gang because they was like when they when they initiated uh, Tripper and. Um, and rascal in there, right? Their initiation was to make them drink and smoke, and <laughs> then beat them up. Beat them up. <laughs> but it really wasn't even like beating them up. They tap. He said they tackled them to the floor. And he was like, "Yo, what is this?" And then he he got up, and they was they all hugged him, and was like, "Yeah, man, welcome to the thing. We got your back." So it was like somebody just basically <laughs> Bill Goldberg you, and then. <laughs> He was in the gang. I'm confused. Like that's not the real initiation. I don't know, man. It's, it's just yeah, three and a, three uh, three point five for me, man. Hey, man, the gang members from Colors would be disappointed, man. man gang members from any movie or show <laughs> or uh, docu series would be disappointed, man. Um, let's go to uh, coming soon, bro. Yes, sir. Coming soon. Coming soon. Um, the next movie we got, man, coming soon to your ear pods, AirPods, earphones, earbuds, um, is real gang activity. You know what I'm saying? From yeah. the mean streets of Compton and and the rest of LA. And Watts, man. And Watts. You know what Yo, I'm saying? This nigga straight up menace. like a real bitch right now. You feel me? Straight up <laughs> menace. Shout out to MC8. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Um, Menace to Society. Yo, I didn't know that was MC8. You didn't? You couldn't tell? That, when I first seen this movie, I didn't know that was MC8 until I got older and realized who MC8 was. Because I always heard his music because my uncles and them loved, loved West Coast music. So, like, yeah. they would always listen to, like, NWA, MC8, you know what I'm saying? Like, all that. Um, Snoop Dogg and all them. And, you know what I mean? DJ Quick. Like, Trust me, it was like a bunch of West Coast music, but yeah, I didn't know what MC8 looked like until I seen this, and then I seen one of his videos before, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's MC8!" So yeah, MC8, man, shout out to him, straight up business. Um, I was listening to that song earlier today too, but uh, that's what's up. yeah, man, this this movie is um, it is a as real of a look as you can get into the streets of LA at the time. Um this was like a this was like a telescope looking into a timeline at the time. And I think this movie kind of encapsulated pretty much what was going on around, you know what I'm saying, not just the gang culture, but just the life of living in, you know what I'm saying, watching Compton and 
you know what I'm saying, like all those different areas that, you know what I'm saying, surrounded our, surrounded and were in L.A. at the time to have to, you know what I'm saying, live in, you know what I'm saying, the projects or in the hood or whatever it was, you know what I'm saying, just to basically get by and, you know what I'm saying, get out of that lifestyle. Man, very true, man, very true, man. And it's a bunch <laughs> of, like, this is one of those movies where it's a bunch of, like, quotable lines. Like, I know we usually do quotable lines from, like, comedic movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But this movie got so many of them, man. And I got to shout out. I got to shout out The Alchemist, man. Um, The Alchemist dropped a, a, a EP. Well, yeah, an EP this year. Early this year. And and one of my favorite songs on the EP is called TV Dinners. Mm-hmm. And, like, when the song first come on, it's a clip from this movie. Yeah, that's what and it, it was. Um, was old dog talking about. Uh, I thought it was Kane Granddaddy. No, 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 no. It was like go like look it up, dude. Uh, TV. It was old dog talking about because Kane kept talking about the tape, like him playing the tape. Yeah. He was like, man, he was like, uh, he said, "Why you keep worrying about my motherfucking tape? Ain't shit gonna happen." He said, "What we need to do is go smoke these dudes, smoke your cousin." You know what I'm saying? Like out of the so yeah, man. Um, so it, it's a lot of quotable lines in here, man. Like especially if you listen to hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Most famous line movies. is, "I feel sorry for your mama." Man, don't do that, man. Don't do that, man. Kane, <laughs> with this, man. <laughs> he beat the brakes out that man. Yeah, man. But you know that's how they treated them in the corner stores, man. Facts, man. So, um. Man, next Tuesday, y'all be ready for a fresh new episode, man. Um, If y'all get a chance, make sure y'all go check out Why Did You Kill Me on Netflix. Tell us what you think on the socials, man. Um, Yeah, maybe you can help us with some understanding of the meth family. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That shit is comedy to me, bro. Um, But yeah, man, make sure you follow us on the socials as well. Check us out on IG and um, I don't know why I was about to say Twitch. IG and Twitter at View and Nine Pod. Check us out on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. I don't have, well, I do have an Instagram, but I don't really do too much on my Instagram anymore because I've been shadow banned and I really don't care to um, get out of being shadow banned. Also, um, Oh, follow my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Scoots Bronson. Isolated Society goes live next weekend. Um, so just be ready, man. That's all I got. Yes, sir. Uh, check out s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less. At 28 Minutes or Less Pod on uh, Instagram. 28 Minutes or Less on Facebook. Also, it's on all major platforms. Go check out the last episode I dropped, you know what I'm saying, featuring Siege. Um, appreciate him for jumping on the pod with me. Um, really, man, that's pretty much it. Also, and if you want the visuals of that podcast, episode 63 with Siege, it is on Stolen Time Podcast Network, man. That's on YouTube. Yes, sir, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Um, We definitely appreciate it. See you next Tuesday. And like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Good.